الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الامين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته الى يوم الدين ثم اما بعد حدثني جماعه من الشيوخ باسناد كل الى سفيان بن عيينه عن عمرو بن دينار عن ابي قابوس مولى عبد الله بن عمرو عن عبد الله بن عمرو بن عاص رضي الله تعالى عنهما عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم انه قال الرحمون يرحمهم الرحمن ارحموا من في الارض يرحمكم من في السماء النبأ مشايخ they narrated all of them narrating with a chain that goes back to Sufyan bin Uyayna who narrated on the authority of Amr bin Dinar who narrated on the authority of Abu Qabus Mawla Abdullah bin Amr who narrated on the authority of Abdullah bin Amr bin As radiyallahu ta'ala anhu that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam all of them who narrated on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam that he said that those who are merciful or excuse me ay'am those who show mercy they will be shown mercy by the most merciful so therefore show mercy to those who are in the earth and the one who is above the heavens he will show you mercy this hadith is a hadith that is musalsal bil awwaliyya is a hadith that many of the ulama this will be the first hadith that they have heard from their mashayikh many of the people of hadith of old this was the first hadith that was narrated to them by their mashayikh and thus you will find inside of the chains of this particular narration they will say statements similar to wa huwa awwal hadith sami'tuhu min and is the first hadith that i heard from them ala kulli hal this is important and we remind with regards to it because ilm al ilm ar rahma because knowledge is mercy knowledge is mercy natijatuhu rahma the end results of knowledge is mercy the end results of knowledge is mercy natijatuhu rahma fi dunya that it will result in mercy inside of this world it will result in mercy inside of this world wa ghayatuhu rahma fi al-akhirah and its goal is mercy inside of the hereafter that the results of ilm is mercy in this world in the dunya and 
the ultimate goal of knowledge is mercy in the hereafter. Is mercy in the hereafter. And this is of extreme importance. That the carriers of ilm, they have to adorn themselves with appropriate characteristics, traits, and behavior. Why? Because in realization over what they are carrying. In realization over what they are carrying. Ma'am? So it is incumbent that we remember this. And it is incumbent that we couple our learning with being humble and humbleness. And not that we learn and then we deem ourselves to be better than others and look down upon others. Because there is not a single thing that we know today except that there was a day that we didn't know it. And just like there have been others who preceded us to knowledge. Likewise, there may be some who we preceded them to knowledge. But this does not mean that they will not surpass us, as perhaps we may have surpassed others who have preceded us in this or that. Above everyone who knows, there is one who knows more. And that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So knowledge is that which should humble an individual. It is not that which should result in an individual being arrogant and big-headed. But rather, the ilm is supposed to make an individual, when they truly benefit from it, it makes an individual from those who display the most outstanding of character, those who are forbearance when the people do them harm, so on and so forth. These things are of extreme importance and they must be stressed and emphasized and overemphasized. We are still on the first hadith from these tremendous hadith. And part of the homework was memorizing the hadith. And it was mentioned that you take Bit by bit, little bit by little bit. Bidnilahi ta'ala, at the bare minimum, at the bare minimum, we all should have been able to memorize the first sentence. That very actions are but by their intentions. And memorizing is important because remember, these hadith, they are a, they are a hadith that deal with the fundamentals and the principles of the religion. They deal with the fundamentals and the principles of the religion. And it is important that we have these ahadith because yani, they will benefit us in so many aspects of our lives, in so many different areas and in different ways, that it is incumbent that we have them with us. Imam al-Shafi'i is reported to have said a statement similar to, if not... Uh, that my knowledge is with me wherever I turn it benefits me because my heart is the container that houses it, 
and not the bottom of boxes, the innermost portion of boxes. If I'm in the house, then my knowledge is with me inside the house. And if, and if I'm in the marketplace, then my knowledge is in the marketplace. Now, it is important that we memorize because the takeaway from the statement of Imam al-Shafi'i is his statement, or yani one of the takeaways from Imam al-Shafi'i, we should say, is his statement that that wherever I turn, it benefits me. Meaning, wherever I'm at, it benefits me. Why? Because he memorized it. Naam, he memorized it. So this hadith is so important. And inshallah ta'ala, we're going to look and see some of the importance of this particular hadith. So that it may encourage us, bidnilahi ta'ala, to memorize not only this hadith, but the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And... Why wouldn't we want to memorize the ahadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when they are the statements of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? The studying of the ahadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is a tremendous benefit for us. An individual yani, can gain a lot of reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, can seek a lot of reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by studying the, the ahadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he informed us that if we send the salah salam upon him one time, then we get it upon us, what, ten times. Naam. And from the benefits of going through the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is that we will increase in saying, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Naam. And this is what? This is ibadah. Seeking knowledge is ibadah. Sending salah salam upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is ibadah. This is tremendous. So we have to take uh, yani, full advantage with Nilahi Ta'ala. Imam al Nawi, <clears throat> like others in the ulama, they begin their book with this tremendous hadith, this hadith, Inna al A'malu bin Niyat. And we mentioned that there was another great muhaddith that started his book with this hadith. And this is why Imam al Nawi also adopted, or from the reasons we should say, that Imam al-Nawi, rahimahumullah ta'ala, started his book with this hadith. Does anyone remember who was that great imam that also began his book of collection of uh, hadith with this hadith? Anyone remember? Give me another one. A famous one that began his book with this hadith. Bukhari. Bukhari. Naam. Then Imam Bukhari, he began his book with this, this hadith. The hadith is tremendous. Ma'am? And likewise, others from the ulama. But there is a reason, there is a wisdom why they have done that. Uh, the great alama, the muhaddith of Al-Madinah, the, the great alama, the muhaddith of Medina, who is still alive and teaching in the Masjid of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam whose explanation we are looking at as we reflect on these 40 hadith does anyone know who that is? who can I possibly be referring to? the great Allama the Muhaddith of Al-Madina is currently alive right now still teaching inside of the Masjid of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam it's his Explanation that we are using for these classes reflecting upon the 40 hadith. Just by giving that description, 
Does anyone ponder? Will they ponder to know who is this? Who is this uh, great scholar? No. No, not Muslim Khan. For the Lord Ta'ala. And I say that because it is important that we have a connection and a concern for the ulama so that we can take knowledge from them. And Sheikh Abdul Muhsin is very old in age. So if we get the opportunity, if we get the opportunity to make Umrah or يعني, the like, um, and you're in Medina, um, uh, visit the Masjid of the Prophet وسلم, and sit in the class of the Shaykh, as he's still teaching, even in his old age, uh, he's still teaching uh, just as strong as ever. Uh, may Allah Ta'ala preserve him and reward him tremendously. He mentions, he says, If Tataha and Nawi a hadith al Arba'in bihad al hadith, that Imam al Nawi he opened up and he began his collection of the forty hadith with this hadith. وَقَدْ افْتَتَحَ جَمَاعَةٌ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْعِلْمِ كُتُبَهُمْ بِهِ And there's a group of the people of knowledge who have started their books and began their books with this hadith. مِنْهُمْ الْإِمَامَ الْبُخَارِ From them, Imam al-Bukhari who started his sahih off with this hadith. نعم وَافْتَتَحَ صَحِيحَهُ بِهِ Because he began his book of hadith with it. Also, Abdul Ghani al-Maqdasi افْتَتَحَ كِتَابَهُ عُمْدَةَ أَحْكَامِ بِهِ And also, the great scholar Abdul Ghani al-Maqdasi He began al-Maqdasi نعم, he began his tremendous and famous book عُمْدَةَ الْأَحْكَامِ with this hadith. And for those who don't know, Umdat al-Ahkam is a book that comprises, يعني, in a summarized fashion, the ahadith that deal with fiqh. Naam, the ahadith that deal with fiqh. And in particular, he put them together, يعني, so the students could benefit, but they are ahadith that are agreed upon by al-Bukhari and Muslim. They are hadith that are agreed upon by Al-Bukhari Muslim. So this was his, this was his premise when putting together the tremendous book of hadith. A, had, a, book of, uh, yani, a book of hadith that deal with fiqh that the student can trust. That the student can trust because all of the hadith in it uh, yani, agreed upon by Al-Bukhari Muslim. Naam, are agreed upon by Al-Bukhari Muslim. But he also began his book with this hadith. Likewise, Al-Baghawi, Iftataha, Kitabahu, Masabih al-Sunnah Also Imam al-Baghwi He began his book Masabih al-Sunnah With this hadith Also his book Sharh al-Sunnah With this hadith Naam Waftataha al-Suyuti Kitabahu al-Jami' al-Sagheer Bihi And also al-Suyuti Began his book With this hadith Al-Jami' al-Sagheer Wa'aqad al-Nawi رحمه الله تعالى في أول كتابه المجموع شرح المهذب 
And Imam Al-Nawi he brought in the beginning of his book Al-Majmu' Sharh Al-Muhaddab Faslan Qala Fihi He had a chapter and he said in it Faslan Fil Ikhlas Wal Sirq Wal Ihbar Niyyah Fi Jami' Al-A'mal Al-Baliza Wal Khafiyyah He had a chapter that was called The chapter of the intention And of truthfulness and of having your intentions present in all of your actions, whether they are apparent or hidden, whether they are apparent or hidden, ma'am. And this is very, very important, ma'am, because one of the main things that we have to strive to do is purify our intentions, so that what we do, we do them for Allah. Yani we do our deeds for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That we do them sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So Imam al-Nawi he brought this tremendous chapter Quran. And in that chapter he, Like in Riyadh al-Salihin You know Riyadh al-Salihin He brings a mixture of the ayat And of the ahadith So he'll start the chapters in Riyadh al-Salihin With ayat from the Quran and then followed by a, 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 a hadith, a hadith that matched that topic. Ma'am, that matched that topic. So he brought three ayat from the Quran inside this tremendous chapter. And then after that, he brought the hadith, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَاتِ The very actions of the binary intentions. Ma'am, this hadith is tremendous. وَقَالَ حَدِيثٌ صَحِيحٌ مُتَفَقٌ عَلَيْهِ عَلَى سَحَتِهِ And he said this hadith, it is authentic. And its authenticity is agreed upon. When we hear the authenticity is agreed upon, what does that mean? Agreed upon by who? Now, I heard it. Now, Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Agreed upon by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. So when the ulama, they mention, Mutafiqun uh, Ali, that agreed upon, Now, typically and generally, what is meant is agreed upon by Al-Bukhari and and Muslim. Naam. Wa mujma'u ala aidam mawqi'ihi wa jalalati. And yani, it is a consensus as relates to its tremendous status and to its nobility. Yani, uh, this, just, this particular hadith. Wa huwa ihda qawa'id al-iman. And this hadith is one of, yani, or this, yani, uh, naam, this hadith is one of the principles for iman. So now we start getting into some of the reasons why this hadith is so tremendous, and some of the reasons why the ulama they have started their books with this hadith. And this is because this hadith is one of the fundamental principles for iman. One of the fundamental principles for iman. Is this particular hadith Naam And not only is it One of the principles of Iman But it is the first of its principles The first of its pillars And It is the Most important pillar Naam And this is what is meant by وَأَكَادُ أَرْكَانُ Alhamdulillah. Ya Habibullah. 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 Ya Habibullah.
This is what is meant by Akadu uh, Arkan. It is the most important pillar نعم, that uh, the intention and sincerity is the most important pillar. قال الشافعي إمام الشافعي رحمه الله تعالى he said يدخل هذا الحديث في سبعين بابا من الفقه Imam al-Shafi'i said that this hadith enters into 70 different topics of fiqh. Naam. 70 different topics of fiqh. Now, Imam ibn Hajar, he mentions in the Fatih that, وَيَحْتَمِلْ أَنْ يَرِيدُ بِهَادَ الْعَدَدَ الْمُبَالَغَ He says, and what is more likely, more probable, that Imam al-Shafi'i, he means by this number, 70, just to show yani, how many, just to show that it's a lot. Not to restrict it to, to 70, but to show that it is a lot. And how do we know it's not restricted to just 70? It's because it's like Imam An-Nawi, rahimahullah ta'ala, he pointed to in that chapter heading, where he said that what? That the intention, it has to be present in all actions, all actions, whether they are open or hidden. So whether they are those actions that could be seen or whether they are those actions that are hidden, the, the intention has to be present. It has to be present. If we're going to be rewarded now, then the intention has to be, has to be present. Now, in Imam al he said as well, huwa that this hadith is a third of knowledge. This hadith is a third of knowledge. Naam. Now, one reflects and he ponders on that. Right? The first question becomes, what is meant by a third of knowledge? If this hadith is a third of knowledge, then what are the other two-thirds of knowledge? Naam. Imam, Imam Ibn Hajar, he mentions likewise in Fath, Kaunuhu Thurufri'in, he said, it being a third of knowledge, and I want everyone to write this down, it's very important. That the statement of Imam al-Shafi'i and others from the ulama also made this statement. That knowledge, or that this hadith is a third of knowledge. What is meant by that is because بِأَنْ كَسْبِ الْعَبْدِ يَقْعَ بِقَلْبِهِ it is because when an individual, yani what the individual gets, the, what he profits from the, from the actions that he does, it will either be by his heart, one, by his tongue, two, or by his limbs, three. Now, so it will either be by his heart, or it will be by his tongue, or it will be by his limbs. Now, Fania. So the intention The intention is one of the three The intention is one of the three And this is why Imam al-Shafi'i said This is a third of knowledge This is a third of knowledge And the ulama they also explain That it is the most important pillar It's the most important pillar of knowledge now, Imam al-Hajr, he also, he mentions in Fatah, وَأَرُجَحُهَا And it is the, the most important, 
it is the most important of the three, is the most yani, important uh, pillar. It is the most important principle. Right? And this is because لِأَنَّهَا قَدْ تَكُونُ عِبَادَةً مُسْتَقِلَّ He said that because the niyyah, the intention, is an act of worship with and within itself. The intention is an act of worship with and within itself. Ma'am? And I want you to reflect on the hadith um, of the one who he looks at what the rich person does with his money. And he looks at what the scholar does with his knowledge. And he wish he can do the same. He's rewarded, ma'am, even though he didn't do it. Because he can't. Because he don't have the knowledge and he don't have the money. But he's a person that said, if I had that type of knowledge, then I'll be teaching people all the time. If I had that type of money, then every good way you can spend, I will spend in it. But he's poor and he doesn't have that level of knowledge. But he gets rewarded. Why? Because he had the intention. So the intention is an act of worship all by itself that a person will be rewarded for. Whereas, But other than the intention is in need of the intention. Right? So if the person were to have money and to spend it, in order for him to be rewarded, he needs what? He needs the intention. Without the intention, he won't be rewarded. You see? If a person did have the knowledge and he gave it, he would need what? He would need the intention in order to, to be rewarded. Because without the intention, he won't be rewarded. Man. So this is why the intention is the most important. Because the intention goes back and is linked to what? At-Tawheed. At-Tawheed. At-Tawheed is the first thing. Tawheed is the first thing. The Prophet ﷺ, when he sent Mu'adh ibn Jabal to Yemen, he told him that you're going to a people from the people of the people of the book. Na'am. So the first thing you call them to is a Allah. It's a single out Allah alone in worship, in ibadah. Na'am. To la ilaha illallah. And this is why when you speak of, of these things, it's of extreme importance. Where there is no success if an individual is not doing things sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is incumbent and it is important that we keep this upon our minds uh, so that we can benefit. Na'am. So that we can benefit. Because... You don't want to do things, right? It's like when you go to work. You don't want to work and then come at the end of the the, yani the week or the pay period and they tell you, you're not getting a check. Why? Because you violated this, 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 and so on and so forth, so you ain't getting no check. Matter of fact, you ain't working no more. You'll be upset, right? you say, well, I, I did all that work. I want to get paid. Right? So likewise, how much of a travesty would it be for a person to do, 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 come your Muqiyama and to find it all scattered like dust, blow away, done, gone. It's a travesty, right? So if we truly want to benefit and if we want to see the fruits, if we want to see the fruits, yani, uh, 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 on the day of judgment, and if we want to see the fruits here in this world, then we have to do things for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And from the benefits, and I'm just going to show you, because the person said, well, how do you benefit in this world? Now. From the benefits of ikhlas and from the benefits of putting your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that it frees you from the blame of the blamers. Right? Because you're always going to have criticizers. You're always going to have critics. Always. Always. Right? The, the, the prophets and the messengers, alayhum salatu they had critics, they had criticizers, they had people that fought against them, spoke bad about them, invented lies, so on and so forth. Correct? They were the best 
the most pious, the most righteous, the most sincere. So, to weather the likes of those type of storms that you that are you know, uh, uh, inevitable, what will help you do that is being sincere and doing it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because then what? You don't care what they say. It doesn't bother you. You don't mind. You don't care. Because you're doing it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Because you're doing it sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is one of the things that helps liberate a person. It helps liberate a person. As long as you keep your focus correct, you keep your focus straight. And that is, is that your focus is on pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. By doing that which Allah loves, and by that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with. When a person, this is their goal, their main objective, then they don't care what the criticizers say. They don't care. As long as what they're doing, they know they're doing it right and in the right way, so on and so forth. And is that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with? They don't care who's displeased. They don't care who don't like it. It makes is is no concern of this. And chasing after the pleasure of the people, now chasing after the pleasure of habitual naysayers, huh? It would just lead a person insane. It's like a dog that chases his tail. You, you, you're never going to satisfy it. If you try to please the people, you will never satisfy them, and you'll be miserable. But if you but if you don't worry about the people being pleased or not, that's not your concern. But your main concern is pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you will find that the good people will be pleased with you. And the bad people, they're not pleased, who cares anyway? You don't want to do with them anyway, right? So, it's liberating. So this is how, yani, it benefits you here, uh, yani, from the benefits and from the fruits of purifying your intention and doing it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ma'am. Wa... The, the Shaykh Yuzan, he says, وَكَذَلِكَ قَالَهُ أَيْضًا غَيْرُ And also other than him had mentioned that as well, that this hadith is a third of knowledge. This hadith is a third of knowledge. وَهُوَ أَحَدُ الْأَحَدِيثِ الَّتِي عَلَيْهَا مَدَارُ الْإِسْلَامِ And this is also one of the ahadith that upon it is, يعني, uh, what do you say, مدار, is like the access of Islam. Meaning that this is the one of the fundamental ahadith of the deen. This is one of the fundamental hadith of the whole religion itself. Naam. وَقَدْ اخْتُلِفَ فِي عَدِّهَا And the ulama, they differ. What are these hadith that Islam revolves around? What are these hadith that Islam yani, is, is built on? Meaning, these hadith that bring forth the key concepts of the deen. Because without doubt, ikhlas, sincerity for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is one of the main and key concepts of the religion. This is one of the main and key concepts of the religion. Naam. So you have from the ulama, those who say that those ahadith that contain the key concepts of the religion, some of the ulama, some of the imams of the past, they said there are three. There are three hadith. Others from amongst them said, no, there are four hadith. Others from amongst them said, no, it's nine, there are two hadith. And so on and so forth. Now, one of the beauties of this particular book is that you will find, many Arba'in and is that every hadith in this book is from those hadith that are the fundamental principles of 
the deen of al-Islam. Naam. So all the ones that these ulama, they mentioned, those who said it's two, those who said three, those who say four, they say two because it's this one and that one. They will say, no, it's three because you add this one to They will say, no, it's four because you add this one to those three. So on and so forth. All of those hadith are here. All of them are here. Naam. The, uh, the shaykh, he goes on and he mentions, he says that, yani hadithun, uh, some say, yani waqila hadithun, some say, no, just one hadith. Naam. وَقَدْ جَمَعَتُهَا كُلَّهَا فِي جُزْءِ الْأَرْبَعِينَ He said, but all of them have been brought together inside of الْأَرْبَعِينَ نعم فَبَلَغَتْ أَرْبَعِينَ حَدِيثًا So it reached أَرْبَعِينَ حَدِيثًا أي فوري سمار حديث وَلَا يَسْتَغْنِي مُتَدَيِّنْ عَنْ مَعْرِفَتِهَا This is why this is very important. Is that a person who's trying to be religious يعني they cannot be independent of these ahadith. If you want to be religious, you have to have an understanding and a knowledge of these hadith. Naam. Now, all of us, we want to be religious because we understand that being religious is, 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 is from the ways of doing that which Allah loves and that which Allah is pleased with. Naam. Being religious and obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this is from the ways that an individual, they strive to go to Jannah. And from the ways that they strive to run away and get away from the hellfire. So it is incumbent that we are familiar and have a familiarity with these particular, uh, uh, these particular hadith. And not just for us, but that we make sure that our families also. Because when we're talking about rearing ourselves and safeguarding ourselves from the fire, and likewise our families and instilling in them strong Islamic values, yani, uh, uh, beliefs, and, and so on and so forth, then we have to make sure they know these hadith and are familiar with these particular yani, uh, hadith. Naam. لِأَنَّهَا كُلَّهَا صَحِيحًا All of these hadith, they are authentic. جَامِعَ قَوَاعِدِ الْإِسْلَامِ They are authentic and they, they bring together in a, in, a, in a very concise way the rules of the deen. They bring together in a very concise way the principles and fundamentals of the religion. فالأصول والفروع والزهد والآداب والمكارم الأخلاق وغير ذلك. نعم, and this is important because look, this particular book it deals with the fundamentals of the religion. Sometimes when you say fundamentals of the religion, people automatically think that it's particularly or specifically talking about aqidah. نعم, we have fundamentals of the deen as relates to aqidah. This hadith is from it. Now, I mean, likewise, other hadith that I mentioned here, Arba'in and Nawiyah. But this is, a, this is a comprehensive book. Because the deen of Al-Islam is a deen that is comprehensive. Now, meaning, it doesn't just deal with one aspect and then neglect the other aspects. But it is a deen that it builds a well-rounded human being. A well-rounded human being. A well-rounded, yani, uh, Muslim. Now, I mean, and this is the way of Ahl-Sunnah. Because the way of Ahl-Sunnah is the Qur'an, the Sunnah. Naam, Imam al-Bani, rahmatullah alayhi, he just said a tremendous statement. He said, كُنْ سَلَفِيًّا عَقِيدَةً وَعِبَادَةً وَسُلُوكًا He will say, be from those who truly follow the Salaf, be from those who truly follow the Sahaba, yeah? be from those who truly follow the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, where? In your belief, in your belief, Naam, Many people who claim to be upon Sunnah, this is what they concentrate on, their belief. And no doubt, this is good to concentrate because what? This is the big, this is the origin. This is the origin. Naam. But did Sheikh Al-Bani stop there? No, he said, but also 
in your worship. In your worship. Now, be like the Sahaba. Be like, imitate the Prophet and the Sahaba in your worship. So, strive to be of those who are avid worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When did you find the Sahaba didn't really care about salat? When did you find Sahaba didn't care about striving in Allah's way? When did you find Sahaba didn't care about fasting voluntary fasts? When did you find Sahaba didn't care about giving sadaqah? Now they were they were they were looking for ways to give sadaqah. And then how many yani, as as will come a hadith comes later on in this book, those 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 those, those sahaba who they weren't as rich and they couldn't give as much, they, they felt bad that they couldn't give. They felt bad that they couldn't give. So they went to the Prophet and they complained. They said the rich people are running away with, with everything. What can we do to keep up? We can't even compete with them. They give us sadaqah. We can't give sadaqah. We don't have money. So they so they, it, it, it would hurt them that they that that that, that they couldn't give. Now this was how the Sahaba was. Where are we from them? Unfortunately, we live in a time now that people look for excuses not to give. They look for excuses as opposed to looking for reasons and ways to give. That's what the Sahaba. They look for reasons and ways to give. Ma'am. So much so, Ya Subhanallah. One of the ulama they, they mentioned, they mentioned uh, a few years back when we were with them on on uh, when, we was, when I was on Umrah and we were with them. They they mentioned they said you know how you brothers you put the the oil on the top of your hand like this. He said yeah. He said this is not actually the way they should do it in the past. He said really. How they should do it. He said they will put the oil on this part of their hand, on the right hand, on the palm. Right? He said, why? He said, why do you think they would do that? So, of course, I don't know. Why did they do that? He said, but so now when they go and they shake their hand and their brother, they can leave a good smell on the brother's hand. Because if they had nothing else to give except for that and a smile, then that's what they would do. That's how much they want to give. So they got, they got no money. They don't really have much. You know what? I got some oils. I'm going to share good scent with my brothers. I'm going to meet them with a smiling face. So I leave them smiling face. Now they feel good. They smile and they walk away. They got some good oils on their hand now. That was the extent that they strove to give. You see, that was how they used to be. So Sheikh Abani said, we have to be like that. We have to strive to worship like they used to worship. And we know we're not going to match them or catch up with them. We're never going to beat them. But we have to strive to, to work hard, to be concerned about worship and, you know, read them Quran. SubhanAllah, they used to read Quran. Ma'am, a lot. Not just Ramadan, all throughout the year. It'll finish every month. Multiple times. Multiple times. But at minimum, once a month. SubhanAllah. So, this is things to think about. But also, the Shaykh, he said, and also in your character. Also in your character, your behavior, your suluk, your adab, your manners. Ma'am, muru'ah. Muru'ah. Ma'am, it's important. Uh, one of the mashaykh, I believe, was the Imam Shafi, great Imam. He said, "If I knew that drinking cold water was yani go against muru'a, go against the good moral behavior, he said, I wouldn't drink cold water." That's how concerned they were to make sure that their 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 character was good and their manners were good. So, listen, this 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 these forty hadith, they are hadith that deal with the fundamentals of the religion. Also, they deal with the. So, uh, yani, uh, the branches of the religion as well. Naam. Also, they deal with zuhud, principles of zuhud and abstention from the dunya. Also, they have principles of Islamic character and good behavior, which is very important. Good behavior. Naam. How to be a good uh, yani, uh, Muslim in your character. 
and also in explaining the principles in the outstanding moral conduct and the outstanding moral conduct and other than that all of those you'll find here in 40 in 40 hadith now in 40 hadith وَإِنَّمَا بَدَأْتُ بِهَذَا الْحَدِيثِ تَأْسِيسًا بِأَئِمَّتِنَا وَمُتَقَدِّمِينَ أَسْلَافِنَا مِنَ الْعُلَمَاءِ رَحِمُهُمُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى And verily, he began this, this collection by imitating the imams, our imams, and those who have preceded us the preceding generations of scholars. Naam, وَقَدْ إِبْتَدَ أَبِهِ إِمَامُ أَهْلِ الْحَنِيثِ بِلَا مُدَافَعَةِ أَبْ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ الْبُخَارِ صَحِيحَهُ Because just like this hadith was used to open up the book of the imam of the people of hadith without any argument. Naam, no question. Naam. Bila mudafa'ah. Like, no question. Right? Uh, undisputably, the Imam of the people of Hadith, Abu Abdullah al Bukhari. Abu Abdullah al Bukhari. Naam. Imam Bukhari started his Sahih with this Hadith. Wallaqala jama'ah, and the Salaf, Kanu, Yastahibuna, Iftitah al Kutub, we have al Hadith. And it has reached us that. Those, the pious predecessors, they used to like to begin their books with this hadith. Naam, those who came before and proceeded, they liked to uh, begin their books with this hadith. Tanbihan, tanbihan al-talib ala tasheeh and niyyah. So as to give attention to the student and to draw his attention and to alert him to rectifying his intention, rectifying his niyyah. And this is the way of Ahlul Sunnah. Naam. Our, our great Imams, Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Malik, Imam Shafi'i, Imam Ahmad, and other than them from the ulama, from the Imams, the A'imma, this was their way. This was their way. They never called to themselves. They never called people, no, take my opinion because this, because that's what I say. Never. Never. But rather they will tell the opposite. If what I say contradicts the statement of the Prophet, so I said, let it take my statement and throw it against the wall. My sunnah is the, is, if, if the hadith is authentic, excuse me, if the hadith is authentic, then that's my madhab. That's my madhab. If the hadith is authentic, that is my madhab. This is the way of the ulama. They don't call you to themselves. No, they call to Allah. They call to Allah. They call to Allah. So they call you to do that which Allah Loves and what Allah is pleased with. To do what you do for Allah. Not, not for the shaykh, but for Allah. So whether you agree or you contradict with the shaykh is irrelevant to them. You have to do what you do sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the way. So the, so the imams of the deen, they will begin their books with this hadith. So as to remind their students of this very important fact. That we have to have sincerity for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in everything that we do. So learning, memorizing the Quran, memorizing hadith, so on and so forth, studying, learning fiqh, becoming yani, uh, one who is well versed and grounded in fiqh, 
so on and so forth, all of it is done for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of it is done for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Learning Lugha Arabiya is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, like many of the ulama, they say, لَوْلَا الْكِتَابِ وَالسُنَّةِ مَا تَعَلَمْنَا الْعَرَبِيَّةِ He said, if it wasn't for the book and the sunnah, you wouldn't have bothered trying to learn Arabic. He said, if it wasn't for the book and the sunnah, you wouldn't have bothered trying to learn Arabic. The purpose of learning Arabic is, is to what? It's to understand the book and the sunnah so that we can worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala better. That's it. So we can worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala correctly. That's the purpose. That's it. So they said, it wasn't for Arabic. I mean, it wasn't for the book and the sunnah. You wouldn't learn Arabic. For what? To show that what? That even in learning Arabic is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that we can be better Muslims, we can be more compliant to His rules and regulations because we understand them يعني, without translation. Naam. Ala kulli hal. Wa iradatihi wajhullah ta'ala bi jameel a'amal al-bariza wal khafiya. Naam. And that we have sincerity for Allah and we seeking the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And all of the actions that we do, those actions that are apparent and those actions that are hidden, Naam, those actions that are apparent and those actions that uh, are hidden. And then the Imam uh, or the great Allama, we should say, he goes on, uh, Sheikh Abdul Muhsin al Abad, to get into other other reasons and bring up other examples how other of the ulama they have began their books with this particular and tremendous hadith, and he quotes from them. Imam Abi Sa'id Abdul Rahman Al Mahdi uh, his statements. But inshallah ta'ala we will save that until the next time because we want to leave you upon yani, uh, that thought that from the reasons and the, the benefits that the ulama they will teach this particular hadith was to draw the attention to their students, to draw the attention to the seekers of knowledge that the intention in everything that we do, every action, everything, everything that we do, it has to be sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, seeking Allah's face and seeking Allah's reward. Uh, this has to be our motivating factor. This has to be what motivates us and that is striving to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in everything that we do. Uh, and in particular in our educational and scholastic endeavors that we strive in academic endeavors that we strive to do that which Allah loves and that which Allah is pleased with ta'ala will pick up from this point in the next class uh, and also the homework again will be uh, the second sentence so this week was at least the first sentence so then now next week the uh, second sentence coupled with it, and if you memorize all of the all of the hadith, then that is even better. But at least now the first two sentences, bidnilahi ta'ala, uh, and like this, no one should have an excuse. If we do a sentence a week, no one should have an excuse. Inshallah ta'ala, and they have apps that will recite any uh, 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 these uh, hadith for you to help. Inshallah ta'ala. So. That also furthers to cut off uh, the excuse and uh, yani, any of the people who are present here now who have my number, call me. We can go over it, inshallah ta'ala. That's not, that's not an open yani, general, uh, invitation for everyone to call. Hey, let me get your number, man. I heard you said. <laughs> nah. <laughs>
والظن از هیه نعم انشاءالله تعالی جزاكم الله خير فنكتفي بهذا القدر صلى الله عليه وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرا